Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, my friends. Welcome. How are you doing? I wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who reached out this week. I got messages from a bunch of different countries, which is kind of cool, and I'm so glad that the series on the Yamas has been useful to you. I know it isn't direct chakra work, but it's all related, you know? All this energy work is connected to itself. So if you find something that speaks to you or resonates with you or you'd like to know more about, go for it. I mean, enjoy the learning, enjoy the discovery, enjoy the process of exploring your own path. The The amazing thing about all of this is that we have the freedom to make this our own while still being connected to a long tradition. In this case, Ashtanga Yoga, but also to others in the modern world, other traditions and other people. It's just so fascinating to me how traditions can all seem so different on the surface, but when we go deeper, we find that it's all just human beings trying to live a better, happier, more peaceful life using whatever tools they can find. So thank you for letting me share these tools with you and for always sharing yourselves with me. We are still hosting the Zaya Activewear event over on Instagram, my sister and I. If you are listening when this comes out in October of 2021, head over to Instagram and follow your chakra coach. We're doing giveaways and games and such. We'll have prizes and the like for some of the lucky people who like and comment on the pictures over the next few weeks. So if you feel moved to, join me on Instagram. This week, we'll start our series on the Niyamas. Now, you don't need to have listened to the Yama series. Don't worry. Each of the Yamas and the Niyamas stands alone, even as it works with all the others to provide a framework for ethical living. The Yamas help us understand a really good, healthy, mature way to interact with the world. Now, of course, they help us understand ourselves, but mostly as we relate to others and to our communities. The niyamas are where the internal work gets really detailed, really focused. And that isn't always easy. Maybe it's never easy. We do so many things in our lives to avoid ourselves. We fill our schedules up, always have something to do and somewhere to be and avoid boredom at all costs. Our phones always have something new for us to do or read. We subscribe to 14 streaming services, so we always have something to watch. There's no lack of stuff to keep our minds off of ourselves. I can't tell you how many times people have told me that they don't want to meditate because they're afraid of being alone with their thoughts. And I get that. 
our brains feel like they have dark, dusty corners where we we keep what we think is the worst of us or the parts of us that we think others won't like or that we won't like (laughs) or that we'd rather not look at in the light. It is scary or it can be, but the niyamas are going to give us a path to follow, some guidance on how to do it step by step so that it doesn't feel like we're just stepping off a cliff into nothingness. For some of us, this series is going to take some courage. But I'm not worried. Because if there's one thing this little community of podcast listeners has shown me is that we are strong and bold and willing to do things even when they make us uncomfortable. Showing up here for yourself every week is brave. So here we go. Niyama number one, saucha. Saucha translates to purity or cleanliness. It probably won't surprise you to learn that there are multiple levels to this niyama, much like there were with all the yamas. Starting with what I think is the most obvious, keeping our physical bodies clean. Now, every culture on the planet has different standards for what this means, a different tolerance for what we find acceptable. To me, it seems like the most important thing is that we practice hygiene that keeps us healthy more than anything else. In Ayurveda, keeping our mouths clean with tongue scraping, oil pulling, and just regular brushing our teeth is considered a very important practice of cleanliness and our mouth health gives us an indication of our overall health. Keeping our bodies clean also helps remove germs, pollutants, all the things that get on our skin just through daily living. And Saucha reminds us that we need to keep our bodies healthy to do the important work of turning inward, whether that's to increase your consciousness or awareness or to cultivate peace within yourself or or calm your mind. A healthy body is key to that practice, and regular cleaning helps with that. Cleaning the outside of the body is a first step, and one that probably most of us are engaging in already. But saucha is about more than that, of course. What about practices to purify inside our bodies? That's where we start to get into the depths of saucha. Keeping the body healthy is a combination of so many factors, not all of which we can control. Those that we can, however, might fall into this realm of cleanliness or purity. Simple practices like eating a healthy diet with plenty of fruits and vegetables, foods that nourish us and support our immune systems, food that builds us rather than fills us with toxins. Sometimes it's nice to practice purity with a short fast or eat very lightly for a day. Now, I know there's some controversy about whether our digestive systems need a break once in a while, but anecdotally, many people enjoy the feeling of clarity or purity they get from a 24-hour break. I mean, let's not Let's not get caught up in the idea of like a 30-day detox or whatever, and, but I think there's a reason 
that many world religions include fasting in their practices. It helps to purify the body and maybe the mind, too. And when we do eat, being sure that what we consume is intentional. Earlier this year, I did a whole series on foods for each of the chakras. So if you want to go back and listen to that to get some ideas, it's episodes 73 to 77. Generally, though, non-processed, simple foods are great for this. Purity in the body can also take the form of movement. As we've talked about before, the postures of a yoga practice were created originally to help keep our bodies healthy and able to sit in meditation for long periods of time. Uh, Going for a walk, getting the heart rate up, breaking a sweat. These are things that help our body cleanse itself, relying on our natural systems to break down and remove toxins. Toxins both avoidable and unavoidable from our bodies. We have kidneys and livers that do a great job of this, but we need to take care of those organs with what we eat and drink and how we care for ourselves. I think we all know this on some level, but in Western society, we tend to separate the mind and the body so much that it's easy to forget that taking care of our bodies, being the healthiest versions possible of ourselves, is key to our spiritual, mental, and emotional health as well. These are not separate parts of us. Eating well and healthfully, getting some movement in when you can, if you can, These are not vain pursuits. These are not things we do to look a certain way or meet an arbitrary standard. These are things that we do because we know that a healthy body and a healthy soul go hand in hand. A breathing practice is cleansing. And I know you breathe already. So adopting a pranayama practice is a great way to start caring for your body, to work on purification, to practice saucha. Starting simple with some deep belly breaths, slowing your breath down if that feels helpful. You can try a box breath where you breathe in for a count of four, hold for a count of four, exhale four, and hold your lungs empty for four. Even the word Prana yama fits with what we're talking about. Life force control or restraint. Practicing purity of the body doesn't have to be dramatic or extreme. In fact, it's probably better if it isn't. And again, we're not looking to change our bodies externally necessarily. That's not what saucha is. Saucha isn't a, a punishment or a challenge. It's practices that help us feel our best physically mentally and emotionally, so we can explore our best spiritually. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
So that covers some physical purification practices. There are lots more, like neti pots and nasal cleansing or other things, but those are beyond the scope of this podcast. And honestly, just starting with what we've talked about already will create amazing change. But if we leave the physical part of Saucha, how does it apply emotionally and mentally? Well, a couple of ways. One of the biggest is identifying where we're carrying a lot of extra stuff around. Baggage, you've probably heard it called. Unresolved anger, grudges, blame of ourselves and other people. These are are heavy things that we carry. And we cling to them. Like we talked about last week in the episode about a parigraha, holding on tight to things can lead to suffering. It's very hard to move forward on a spiritual path when we're holding on to so much. And the suffering, the load can feel earned and important. I mean, after all, we survived whatever it was that made us angry or traumatized and holding on to it gives us credibility with ourselves. It made us the strong, capable people that we are today. And when we're feeling really generous, we might even grudgingly be grateful for the misery we endured to get us to where we are today. But most of the time, most of the time, these heavy emotions are just weighing us down. We don't want to forgive because we're right and they were wrong and it can feel so justified. All I want to offer is that the practice of Saucha, purification, suggests that maybe we're not being served by our righteousness. Maybe identifying so closely with past trauma isn't the best way anymore. Maybe as we go through this process offered by the yamas and niyamas, we can find other ways to acknowledge and respect our past, letting it inform the moment without being the moment. Putting an emotional pause between our burdens and right now. There is purity and being right in a moment, fully present with yourself and whatever is happening in and around you. In this moment, I am not the past or the future. It is always now and we are always here. Dwelling in the past or worrying about the future isn't pure present. And, and listen, I struggle with this every, every day, every minute of every day, it seems like sometimes. So don't get down on yourself if you have trouble letting go of the past or letting go of the future even. We all do. That's, that's just how humans are. We're, we're practicing all this. And the more we can learn to release some of those old, stale things that aren't who we are now, the more pure our hearts and minds can be. And a a quick note, a quick note about the words pure and clean. There is so much moral judgment wrapped up in those words. And I just want to say that as I'm using them here, I really just mean open. Our, Our hearts and minds and bodies are open and prepared 
for growth and change and higher vibrations. Not that we're unclean or dirty now or wrong or bad. Saucha and all the practices are just to help us increase our awareness, provide space in our lives for increased consciousness. I'm going to use the words purity and cleanliness because that's the best translation we have for Saucha, but it is so much more than our common understanding and definitions. I hope that makes sense. I was <laughs> I was getting really tired of hearing myself say pure and having this knee-jerk reaction about being unclean the way I am. And I thought that if I was feeling that way, you might be too. So here's a great chance for us to practice letting that go. So as open, an open, aware, conscious heart and mind and body gives us room to live without judgment or criticism or rejection or fear of those things, not just from others either, but from ourselves. As we have this open, aware, conscious heart and mind and body, we create a safe place for us to explore all the parts of who we are, to hold them with care and self-love. Meditation is a great way to open up the mind and practice saucha. Even days when your mind races and meditation feels so uncomfortable, just sitting with ourselves is a gift. Sometimes a really awkward gift, but still. We don't spend a lot of time truly focusing on one thing, slowing down to experience every bit of something. Multitasking is considered some sort of superpower, and we pride ourselves on it, uh, even though research shows that we're not actually focusing on multiple things at once. We're actually just shifting our attention quickly from one thing to the next, never really being fully present with any one thing. So we might end up doing a lot of stuff, but none of it as well as we might have if we just focused on the one thing at a time. When we practice purity, even if it's just an intentional moment or two during the day, we learn how to better enjoy our lives. Life becomes more expansive because we create an openness in our whole being that is ready and accepting. So, As we think about the niyamas and practicing saucha this week, where can we clean out or purify ourselves? Maybe pick one thing and see what difference it makes. It could be physical, like uh, going for a short walk each day or replacing a meal of processed food with something fresh. Or maybe try a loving kindness meditation to Start that forgiveness work you've been putting off. Oh, a really great, really simple physical way to practice saucha is to literally clean your living or workspace or your car. I am always amazed at how much better this makes me feel. The the point is, saucha doesn't have to be complicated. Like each of the yamas and 
niyamas, you start right where you are and go from there. Because wherever you are, it is perfect. It is always here and it is always now. This is not a linear path where we master each yama, then master saucha, then master the next. That's not how it works. It's not a checklist or boxes to tick off as you complete each one, right? We call it a journey because it is one. And when we're present, purely aware of the moment, we have so much more peace and joy along the way. Thank you for joining me on this journey. We are just getting started with the Niyamas. If you have questions or ideas, please let me know. You can message me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Your Chakra Coach. I'd also love to have your support on the Patreon page so that I can keep bringing this show to you every week. Uh, Links to all of that will be in your show notes. Have a beautiful day and we'll talk next week. Bye.